Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Well, good morning. I'm just going to lay this down. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Well, good morning, everybody. What an amazing start, hey, to our um, Sunday morning to be able to worship God and praise his name and give him what he really deserves today. Well, we're going to continue our series, but before we do, thank you to everybody who's been praying for me. My leg is so much better. Um, I'm down to hopefully just one of the crutches now rather than... um, oh. If I'm out, I need both, but to just walk short distances, one's great. So that's a really good way to um, be able to keep moving. And I'm frustrated because I'm the type of person that likes to do everything at once, and I can't, but I'm um, definitely so much better than I was. So thank you for praying for me. Well, we've been doing a series on legends and their legacies, and um, it has been an incredible series so far. Wayne's kicked it off by talking about Abraham, and he talked about that Abraham was not perfect, but God still made him the father of many nations. When um, Trent spoke on King David, David was just another person who made mistakes, but at the same time, God used David powerfully, and if God can use David, he can use us. Am I right? He can use every single one of us. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't heard those two sermons, go back and listen to them, because there are so many amazing jewels in there that can be implemented into our life that can help us to continue to do what we're doing. Well, this morning, I want to speak further into this series, and I'm going to speak about a woman called Deborah. And Deborah's in Judges chapter 4 and chapter 5. But before I go to Deborah, I just want to mention that um, I want to talk about the legacy that Deborah left behind. But on Wednesday, we had a funeral here for one of our beautiful ladies, Ethel Sinclair, 96 years old. And um, Ethel had been part of Resound Church and every other name that it's had for 48 years. What a woman, you know, to be so committed. And even in the last few years when she couldn't come in person, she was still very much involved and still very committed to the church in every way. But her legacy that when we looked, she left two things that we can really grab a hold of, and it was generosity and hospitality. So what I want to encourage you today, as we go through this, um, furthering this series, and I talk about Deborah, I want to encourage you, what legacy are you going to leave behind? What are you going to be remembered for? Because Deborah was definitely remembered for a couple of things that help us to further our relationship with God. You know, I want to give you a background on Deborah. Deborah was a judge and ranks of one of the most famous women in the Bible. She stands out not only for her wisdom, but for her courage. 
You know, Deborah was a judge, a military strategist, a poet, a prophet, and a singer-songwriter. So that was huge. She had a great resume. Deborah was one of only five women named in the Old Testament as a prophet. There was Miriam in Exodus chapter 15, verse 20. There was another lady called Huldah, 2 Kings 22, 14. I had no clue about these people. Noah died, Nehemiah 6, 14. And the prophetess mentioned in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 3. So today in our series, as we look at Deborah, what legacy did Deborah leave for us? If you've got your Bibles at home or you've got your tablet or you've got your phone, let's turn to Judges chapter 4, verse 4 to 14. It's also on the screen. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at the time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day, she sent for Barak, son of Abinom, who lived in Kadesh, in the land of Nathal. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. And I will call out Caesarea, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied, I'll go with you. But you will receive no honour in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Caesarea will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtal, and 10,000 warriors went up with him, and Deborah also went with him. Now Heba, the Canaanite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hobab, had moved away from the other members of his tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zanaman near Kadesh. When Caesarea was told that Barak, son of Abinam, had gone up to the mountain table, he called for all 900 of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched from Harish to, these names are huge, to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Caesarea, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. Here we see a story of this woman who would sit under the tree. People would come. She would speak wisdom into their life. She would give them prophetic insight. And here it is. We hear from God. She hears from God. And God says to her, Call for Barak, call him up, and I'm going to hand to him today Caesarea. If he is obedient to me and does what I said, Caesarea will be defeated. Just before we go further on that, I want to give you a background on Caesarea and also to understand, I think, a little bit why Barak went, whoa, I'm not going on my own. If, you, if I've got to go, you've got to come with me. Caesarea was the commander of the Canaanite army. And Caesarea had 900 iron chariots at his disposal and Barak had none. For 20 years, 20 years, Caesarea had cruelly oppressed the Israelites. He was a ruthless leader who had only one intent to destroy the Israelites. 
there's one little bit in the first part of that chapter of um, chapter four where it says the most powerful line, Israel cried out to God. Here it was. Israel, the people, came to their God. They cried out and they said, God, help us, save us, do something. For 20 years we've been oppressed. For 20 years we've been beaten. For 20 years we've suffered. Will you come and save us in this line? And it then says, here we see God speaks to Deborah to say to Barak that if you're obedient and do what I say, Caesarea will be defeated. God was going to answer the Israelites' prayers. So the side note here is we have to pray for situations to be turned around. Let's just stop for a moment. Right now we're going through a situation that seems to like it's never ending. It seems like, God, where is your presence in the midst of this at times? We're in another lockdown. Victoria says, not again. It feels like a battle that we're constantly in. I love that song that the team sang today. The, bat- the, um, the praise is what brings us through the battle. Here we see in this passage that we heard Deborah got from God. She brings the word and something's going to change in the midst. So the first thing we learn about Deborah in this passage of scripture is the legacy that she leaves for us. And it's the word courage. Courage means the ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation. How did Deborah have the courage to do what she did? Let me just go back a little bit. It doesn't say this in the passage of scripture. But you know what? I reckon God spoke to Deborah. And I reckon God came and said, Deborah, come on, go and tell Barak that it's time. I'm going to give him Caesarea. It's going to be over. You're going to win the battle. I think Deborah may have sat there because I think she was like you and I. And she probably questioned God. She probably said, But God, for 20 years, 20 years he's come. For 20 years we've been in a battle. For 20 years he's called. He's inflicted so much pain upon the Israelites. But because she stopped and knew God, she rose up and she knew that she knew that she knew God's voice. Remember, she was the person that sat at the tree and gave wisdom, prophetic insight. So she knew when her God spoke. And she had this courage that rose up within her to stand up against the enemy and go, you know what? Our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Our God can do all things. And as she stood up and she called Barak and she said, Barak, this is it. We're going to see the end of Caesarea. It's over. God has spoken. We're going to see the victory. She took the courage because she knew her God. Barak, we see in the scripture in verse 8, says, I'll go, but only if you go with me. She didn't just have the courage to bring the word. She didn't just deliver the prophetic word. What she also did was she said, fine, Barak, fine. I've got so much faith in God. I've got courage to know my God has spoken and he's going to deliver. So yeah, I'll come with you. But hey, Barak, you're not going to get the credit here. It's going to be given to a woman. 
And that woman wasn't even Deborah. Deborah didn't even get the glory in this situation. It was a woman called Jael. You know, as we go in chapter 4, verse 17 to 24, it talks about this. It says, Caesarea ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heba and Kenite. Because Heba's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazar, Jael went out to meet Caesarea and said to him, come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. But when Caesarea fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground, and so he died. It's pretty graphic, isn't it? But here is the prophetic voice earlier that's been spoken. And here and right now we see that Caesarea has been defeated. It was exactly how Deborah had proclaimed. Deborah knew her ability to hear God. She knew God would come through. Wasn't exactly 100% sure how it would take place. I don't think she had a thought that it was going to be with a tent peg and a hammer. But she knew God could do it. She understood so clearly. What an amazing story. It all came about because of a legend in the Bible who had courage to believe what God was saying was to be acted on. So what can we as believers learn from Deborah today on the area of courage? In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Right here in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 is a promise to us. And I want to give you that promise today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know if you feel defeated. I don't know if you're feeling at the stage right now of going, God, I don't know how much more of this COVID lockdowns I can take. I don't know how much more of these situations I have to go through in my family. I don't know how much more I can take in my sickness. God, I need to know that you're with me right here in this passage that is the same passage I believe that someone like Deborah would have held on to is that don't be afraid for I am with you. When God says he's with you, he's with you. He's with you in your room right now. He's with you in your situation. He's with you and he's giving you courage to rise up and continue to go, keep going to be all that you're meant to be and to give you strength and the ability to hold on and to know that he won't leave you. He will hold you with his victorious right hand. What a promise. The first part says, don't be afraid. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid right now. Don't be afraid of what's going on around us in our world. Don't be afraid of, um, you know, the the talk about the COVID injection. Don't be afraid about um, the talk of one world order. Don't be afraid about things saying it's the end times. It's not the time to be afraid. It's the time to rejoice. It's the time to give him praise. It's the time to uplift him. In this passage of scripture with Deborah, she came with a real 
real confidence and a courage to say, hang on a minute, if God's in it, he can defeat anything. He can do anything. Caesarea's nothing in the eyes of God. Caesarea might have seemed so big. Sometimes our situation can seem so big, so impossible. So like, God, where are you? Where are you in my room? How can you even come and meet me where I'm at? This is an impossibility. That's how Barak felt. Barak felt like it was an impossibility. Barak said, I can't do it. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13, I love the word of God. There's so many promises. It says, be on guard. Stand firm in, in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Be on guard. Be on guard. The enemy wants us to be fearful. He does. He wants you to be fearful right now. He wants to cripple you. He wants to take you out. He wants to make sure that you don't rise up in God. He wants to make sure you keep your mouth closed. He wants to make sure that you feel suffocated. These are the things he wants. But you know what? It's been defeated. Hindsight's awesome. Hindsight, when we look at Deborah and we see the courageous step she took, she knew that Caesarea was defeated. I know the enemy is defeated. Do you know how I know? Because God defeated him when he had his son die on the cross for us. The victory is won. I'm yelling this morning and I'm even sitting on a stool. It's amazing. The victory is won. Don't be discouraged is the next part of that scripture. What we learned from Deborah was even though Barak didn't want to really go and said she had to come, she didn't get discouraged. She didn't look at Barak and go, oh, great. I've got to leave my beautiful, comfortable place under the tree to go with you and fight a battle, to go into the battle. No, what she said was, fine, Barak, I'm coming because I've got faith in my God. I know my God can do this. He said it. I believe it. I'm going for it. And Barak walked with her and they saw the victory. They saw it. So what do we learn from Deborah about courage? Number one, God calls for obedience. She submitted to God's plan. Are you submitted to God's plan or are you trying to do it in your own strength? Are you trying to do it in your own ability to bring yourself up? Are you trying to talk yourself out of being discouraged or depressed or all of those things? No, come on. We can lean in on God. We can know that God's in our room. God is the strength that we can rely on. God is the one that we can draw on. God is it. He's there. When he says it, he's promised it, it can happen. God's got it. He's got it. He's got it. The second thing, when God goes before us, what do we have to fear? I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, sound mind. That's what the word says. That was what God said to us. He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. 
God deserves swift gratitude and praise. You know, I'm not going to read it for you, but go and read chapter five. It's Deborah's song. This is where she became the songwriter and the singer. She sang this song. And in this song, she said, I will give him praise. She lifted her voice. It's time for us as a people of God to lift our voices in praise, to lift our voices and give him honor, to lift our voices and say, God, you're on it. You can do it. We worship you in the midst of things that don't look like they should. God, I'm not going to stand back. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going to give you praise. All of this gave her courage. She had to be grateful and humble. She was a humble woman. The second legacy that I see that Deborah left was faith. It's exactly the same as Abraham, David. They left faith. They had a faith in their God. They weren't perfect. Abraham wasn't perfect. I'm telling you, Deborah wouldn't have been perfect. She would have made mistakes. David made mistakes. But what their legacy is, is their faith in a God. They knew God was real. They knew that the word of God came and spoke to them. They didn't allow that to take them away from what God had for them. And because of that, we have reaped the harvest for now. We're reaping what Deborah did. We're reaping what Abraham did. We're reaping what David did. Come on, let's not lie it down. Let us rise up. Let us look at hindsight and say, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to have a strong faith in my God. I'm not going to let anyone take me out of my relationship with God. I'm not going to let the enemy. I'm not going to let my circumstances. I'm not going to let the doomsday people tell me that it's all over. I'm not going to do that. I believe that God said he's with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He's got me in the palm of his hands and he's going to enable me to do what I have to do. In Romans chapter 10, Verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. Come on, are you hearing him? Are you listening? We spoke on the Holy Spirit series about listening to the voice of God. Hear him today. Hear him. He's there. He's whispering in your ear. It's okay. I'm with you. It's okay. I've never left your room. It's okay. I've got it. It's okay. The situation is at hand. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. We can't see the end of this right now. We can't. I can't. It feels like we start to see it and we're all excited and we get freedom and then all of a sudden it's locked down again or other situations happen. We start to see freedom and then all of a sudden it comes back on us again. It's not time to lose faith in our God. It's time to press in like never before. Deborah had confidence that God would come through that day. You know, I want you to encourage you. Read chapter 11 of Hebrews. You see name after name of people who by faith were able to achieve what was put before them. It took faith and courage for Deborah to deliver the words to Barak, but also faith for her to go with him. We can learn so much from hindsight. When we look back and see how they handled things, our faith can be strengthened by what these legends did before us. Wayne said in his message two weeks ago, 
we often put an unrealistic pressure on ourselves to be perfect in our faith. But that's not the case. Abraham had questions. He did. He questioned. We're allowed to question. We can question God. I'm sure Deborah questioned God about going out to fight Caesarea. But God said it. And I truly believe that when God says it, that settles it. It's time for us to stand up, people. It's time for us to stand up and not allow the enemy to have the victory any longer. He has not got victory. He's not got victory over your situation. He has not got victory over your mental situation, your, your, the, the pressure on your mind that says this is an impossibility. It's not. God's on the throne. He's on the throne. Our faith in God does not have to have all the ducks lined up. Our faith in God is having a willingness to step out and trust Him that He's got this. So quickly, how do you grow your faith? Look back on the legends of the Word. That's why we're looking back. That's why we're actually going through this so that you can see some keys to grab a hold of that can change the situations around you. By understanding the Word of God, it is real. It's not made up. It's not. It's the living word. It speaks into our being. When we read the word, there's words that come to soothe us, to enable us, to strengthen us, to equip us and to give us courage and faith. By being courageous and stepping out of our comfort zones and being obedient to God's voice. Deborah had a personal challenge to give to us. And she said it in chapter 5. And it was in that song. You know, right now, the the team's going to come. And I want us to finish with that song that they sang earlier. (laughs) The victory is won. But the first thing she did was praise God in everything. Read chapter 5. You see the praise to a God. You see that it was not, um, oh, great, we won the victory. No, she gave who, who won that victory. It was God. She was obedient to his word. Come on, listen to his word. Be obedient and allow your faith to grow. If you're struggling in your faith today, if you're struggling and wondering whether God's in your room, then reach out to us. Come on, reach out. Don't sit there and go, I've got nobody. You have, you've got heaps of people around you that can encourage you, uplift you. Barak was frightened. Barak was scared to go and fight Caesarea. He was scared of the enemy. But you know what? He turned to Deborah and he said, I've got courage to go if you'll come with me. Look, you can do this. You can have the courage and we'll come with you. We'll stand with you. We'll do whatever it takes to enable you to know that God's on the throne, that He's with you, that He'll never leave you, that He'll never forsake you, that He loves you, that He'll equip you. He will enable you. He will change the circumstances. We are in the victory zone. We are victorious because of what God has done. The enemy is defeated. No more. No more. No more. So two things that Deborah taught us was courageous faith. Courageous faith. You can have courage and you can have faith. 
You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything together. You just need to stand up and say, God, I'll be courageous because the word courageous, right in the beginning when I said to you what it was, says, sorry, I'm just turning to it so I get it exactly right. The ability to control your fear in a dangerous or difficult situation has come to give you courage and to faith. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, we come to you right now. And I pray for every single person watching online today. And even for people watching later, whatever time they watch this, that whatever circumstance they find themselves in, that they will rise up and have courage to step out, courage to know that you're with them, courage to do what you're asking them to do. Lord, give them the ability to praise your name. Give them the ability to rise up and have faith that you're on this, that you've got this, that whatever happens, whatever situation we have to go through, you don't leave our room. You don't walk away from us. Lord, you're coming for us and you love us. And so I pray, sweep across the rooms today mightily with your power, your strength and your ability to do whatever it takes. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day. But I'm going to hand over to the team. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.